And welcome to episode four of the Forever Fangirls podcast. This Yay. is a bi-weekly podcast. Yes. Yay. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about basically anything and everything that we fangirl about. From books, TV, music, concerts. The lack of concerts. The lack of concerts. The lack of conventions. Uh, yes. It is May. And, and it snowed upstate oh, New York. I was going to say, you know, we, we were hoping for warmer weather. But then again, what are we going to do with the warmer weather with all this COVID-19 still going on? Is it really bad that in, I'm an 80s girl? But is it really bad that every time I hear um, COVID-19, I hear the song Gloria? Do you remember the song Gloria, Gloria? Yeah. I hear COVID, COVID. Destroying my summer, COVID, knocking out my trips away, COVID, I just want to go outside. No? Oh my goodness. Yeah, quarantine is doing something in my brain. Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, you're entertaining me, so it's all good. <laughs> as long as I'm entertaining <laughs> you. So anyway, so just so you know whose voice is whose, I am Sheila Amato. You can find me at our official Forever Fangirl Pod at Forever Fangirl. No. What was that? No. Wait. Would you like to try that again? Yes, because my brain is now scrambled because all I'm hearing now is Gloria in my head. <laughs> uh, the Forever Fangirls Podcast. The Twitter The page. Twitter account is called Forever Fangirl Pod. There you go. I got it It's out. Forever Fan Pod. You didn't get it. Did that? Okay. You know what? So just... I'm Skip leaving all, all this in just because. <laughs> so that's Sheila. You can find her at Forever Fan Pod on Twitter, just to make that clear. I am Kimberly Amato. You can find me on Twitter at, at Kimberly Amato. I am the crazy one. Yes, you are. But we are your hosts for this podcast. But before we get started, I wanted to do two things. Can I do two things? I just took up the whole intro. So sure, go for it. So I wanted to do a shout out to at Rio Blue Star. She is the phenomenal artist who did all of the artwork for our website as well as for our podcast. She's so cool. Yes, she's done a lot of um, work for us. And I've, I'm blown away by everything she does. I know. She's just awesome. Do you know why she's awesome? Why she's is doubly, she awesome? She's doubly awesome. Why is she doubly awesome? Because she's Filipino. I'm Filipino. We're Filipinos. Are cool. Okay. I'm, I'm done fangirling now. So if you do want to hire Rio Blue Star, you just find her on Twitter, at Rio Blue Star. She's also linked in our um, footer on our website, and we will put a link at the show notes for this direct to her Twitter and her Instagram. Yes. So that was the first thing. What's the second thing? The second thing. Did we run out of chocolate? No, you bought more. Okay, good. Just checking. Ay, ay, ay. You don't even remember. I don't remember at this point. That is what quarantine brain does to us, folks. We've forgotten how much chocolate we have. Anyway. COVID. COVID. <sighs> anyway. So the second thing that I wanted to just bring up is that I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode that we dropped last week, which was our review reaction, reaction to the half of it. 
Um, I saw in my Apple News feed this morning that it was actually getting a lot of press. As it should. As it should. It's a really good film. So if you haven't seen it, it is available on Netflix. And after you watch it, come back and listen to our bonus episode so that you can let us know if you agree or disagree with our discussion there. Now on to the podcast. So last episode, we left Mm. you with a really long trivia question. And I apologize in advance. But it was a really long trivia question. Really? You don't like my dramatic emphasis? Emphasis on the wrong syllable? Yes. All right, look, it was a really long question. I really didn't know the answer to the bonus question, so I had to look it up. You looked it up? Yes, I asked the oracle. Oh, goodness. Well, it's a good thing because we need to have the right answer to the trivia question. You're the one that started discussing bonus points and keeping them you know and what? what they mean. I have to figure out what we're doing with that. So anyway. Look, it's like the green sh- the green shells, the three shells of Demolition Man. Do you remember that movie? I've never seen that movie. Okay, if nobody's seen that movie, look up three shells, Demolition Man. Nobody knows what they do, but they're in the bathroom. Just pointing it out. Nobody knows. Never explained. So the trivia question from the previous episode was... Fan conventions are a way to meet the stars of shows and fellow fans. What decade did cosplay start? Here come your bonus points. If you know the first recorded cosplay, who they were, and what they cosplayed as, then you get those bonus points if you got them right. Okay, so what's the answer? All right, well, first off, the decade is the 90s. I am going to have to kind of read the second part verbatim because I just have to. (laughs) I have no choice. I found the answer on the website rnk-cosplay.com. The first recorded instance of cosplay was in 1908 when Mr. and Mrs. William Fell. What are you doing? I'm trying to sound intelligent as I read an answer. You're taking up my time. Oh my goodness. Okay, fine. Let me finish. Wait. The first documented instance of cosplay was in 1908 when Mr. and Mrs. William Fell attended a masquerade ball. The Cincinnati couple was dressed as Mr. Skyjack, I think I said that right, and Ms. Pickles, who were characters from a newspaper comic that first ran in the Chicago Day book. This first costuming, as it was affectionately referred to, first hit the mainstream in 1975 when the Rocky Horror Picture Show was released. Thank you, thank you, thank you to rnk-cosplay.com for that answer that makes me sound more intelligent than I am. Are you quite done? If you like, I can do the entire episode like this, but I don't know if the audience would appreciate it. No, not at all. You're just absolutely jealous. Oh my goodness. Every time I say absolutely, I just think of Angelina Jolie and I don't know why. Mm, Well... Tomb Raider, moving on. Fine. Okay, well, speaking of cosplay, I actually thought it was in the 2000s. But yet, my brain then turned around and went, "Um, Kimberly, you cosplayed in the 90s. Exactly. As Gabrielle. uh, Really? But I also cosplayed in uh, New York City Comic Con. So then I was thinking about the very first New York City Comic Con that we were at. At the Javits Center, yes. Which was the very first one they ever did. Mm Mm-hmm. That got shut down by the fire marshals. Yeah, that was crazy. I shouldn't say shut down. It's not like they shut down the building. We were only in the Javits Center. It was one building. And they shut down people coming in. They suspended sales for Sunday. Yeah, it was just crazy. I've never seen so many people in one 
area before. It was yeah. Just, oh my God. You couldn't move. I mean, I know it's very busy and people say that, but legitimately, you were packed in there so tight. And if not for the glass windows, I could see over everybody because I was, for the most part, I could. I'm taller, so I could have a visual sight line that made me feel like the room was big. Yeah, I, I was actually wondering why your claustrophobia, I can't say that word, why your claustrophobia didn't kick in. It did. I don't have, I don't have claustrophobia, but I felt very closed in. One minute I was fine, and the next minute we were downstairs getting food on the lower level, mm-hmm. and the ceiling was low, it was darker, there was a ton of people, there were no places to sit. And I literally asked you to just keep my seat. And I went to the bathroom because the stall guaranteed me space. Space. And I just sat there for, I mean, I felt bad, there was a line, but I was having a full on, like the walls closing in, can't breathe. I don't want to say panic attack, because it wasn't there are people that suffer significantly from panic attacks, but when a claustrophobia fit comes in and I start to feel it, it, it kind of feels like everything closes down and I feel like everybody's on top of me and then I start like a nervous breathing. Right. So I had to have space. And the only way I got that space was in fact by sitting in the toilet. Wow. You never told me that. I thought you were just, you know, doing your thing in the bathroom. You were having a really good time and we were trying to figure out where Mia Jovovich was. I know. We never and did Kevin see Smith. Her. We never got to see Kevin Smith either. I think he was stopped from coming in at one point to his panel at, or getting on the main vendor floor, actually. But it was, yeah, it was, it was really, I think, an overwhelming experience. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that didn't stop me. I did go back later as Harley Quinn. Without me. Well, you were press, I guess, so. Hmm. I was at the time press, and I went with a very good friend of mine, Hannah, and she was Catwoman. You know, that was actually a very good photo of you. We should post that up. No. I don't like the way I look because the pants were a little bit bigger. So they kept slightly falling down. So we had to wear a belt with it. And the belt has a Legend of Zelda belt buckle. So it kind of doesn't work. (laughs) But you know what? No one sees it. People loved it. No, it's a very big gold belt buckle. Everybody loved it, though, which blew my mind. It's like Harley Quinn plays Link. I was like, see, there you go. It works. Awesome. Okay. It's like, I, what? Sure. But speaking of the fact that we went to the very first New York City Comic Con, mm-hmm. what was the very first convention you remember going to? Well, for me at least, in the Philippines, we don't have conventions. Or if we do, I never attended it. Okay. Or them. So the first convention that I ever remember attending was actually here in New York for a Xena convention. Or was it New York? It was a Xena convention. Okay. And ever since then, when I found out that Creation Entertainment did conventions, I was just, I was hooked. I was going everywhere up and down the Eastern Seaboard. And then. Oh, you went to Dragon Con before it was Dragon Con. Yeah. When, I think it was to the early stages of Dragon Con because it's not, it was in one hotel, not like how it is now with the conglomerate. So you basically of went to the, the first New York City Comic Con and one of the first Dragon Cons, and now they've both exploded. Yeah. We need, you know what we need to do? We need to bring Soleil, who is one of our good friends. She, and she has awesome costumes. She has awesome cosplay, and she goes to Dragon Con every year. Yes, she and does. And she's a phenomenal musician, so we can discuss all of that, but even better. Get the stories from Soleil, figure out how she designed Dom's water bottle, which blew my mind. Yeah. And then get Sakari on and figure out how the two of them 
manage to consistently have amazing cosplay, plan it out together, figure it out, and then do themed photos. Oh my goodness, yeah. I, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of coordination. They have more patience than I, I do. All right. So that was my first convention. What's yours? Baseball card and comic convention in the 80s. That's random. Yeah, no, I know. actually, it's not. Knowing you, it's not. What do you mean knowing me? Well, because you love softball. I and do baseball. love sports. I do love baseball. I do. I do love sports. I played them my whole life. But this wasn't because of me. This was because of my brothers. Okay. My middle brother uh, Christopher is a huge Reggie Jackson fan, and when he happened to be in in this convention with, I think it was Hank Aaron, Reggie Jackson, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, all of these amazing baseball players. Wow. And it was comics. So mm-hmm. my mother and my brothers all read comics together. We all went as a family because you don't just leave the youngest at home by yourself. Okay. And I remember uh, meeting Yogi Berra. You met Yogi Berra? I met Yogi Berra. Had no idea who he was. And okay. uh, discussed catching and told him the best catcher ever was Gary Carter. Wait, what? I told him the best catcher ever was Gary Carter. You told Yogi Berra the best catcher was a Met catcher? Yes. Oh, I was my goodness. 10? Well, hopefully you were batting your eyelashes and looked cute. Cause, oh I was goodness. 10. I better not be batting my eyelashes. <laughs> it's just, you, you don't say that to Yogi Berra. I, you know, I don't understand a lot about Yankee history. I'm not a Yankee fan. I've, my history is more based in the Brooklyn Dodgers, the New York Giants, and mm. understanding how the Mets came to be. So I meet a Yankee catcher and I, I ended up just talking catching with him and discussing how I catch and what my position is and where I put my hands and how I, I always had a, a right knee problem. So I always kicked my knee out to the side and whatever. It was like we would just discuss catching and mm. we held up the line. And of my dad's like, we got to go. And Yogi just kept talking and I just kept smiling because I don't, again, I'm a kid. What do I know? Yeah, that's probably why he like just let that comment about Gary Carter go. So that was uh, my memory of my very first convention. Do you have a memory from your very first convention? Not the very first convention, but my best memory of a convention was meeting you. Oh, yeah. It's a cute story. No. Yes. No. Yes. Oh. So let me recount it, okay? Fine. Yeah? Okay. So I remember it being a Friday. I was still, I was working that day and I had to pick up the rental car. And this was a spur of the moment. I was not supposed to be at that convention. Really? Yes, really. Neither was I. Oh, see, look at that. Um, so I remember having to go and pick up the rental car from LaGuardia and drive all the way from New York City to Pennsylvania. By the time I got to the hotel lobby, right? The convention didn't really start until Saturday, so... No, conventions were only two days, if I remember. It was only ever Saturday and Sunday. Right. And so I was there on Friday, and I walk through the lobby, I see my friends, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see two people sitting on the floor. Guess who one of them was? Lucy Lawless. No. It was Kimmy Cat. Oh, boy. And she was actually wearing her, her cosplay outfit already. I'm like, wait, it's Friday. My friends and I got to talking about something else, and then so I kind of forgot about it. But then, you know, Sunday came around. Like, I didn't see you at all on Saturday. We didn't have tickets to Saturday. Oh. So my friend Laura and I just drove around Pennsylvania to see what we could see. Okay. It wasn't a long drive. (laughs) 
Um, we didn't know where we were. We kind of got lost. We were like, nope, we're just going to go back now. Oh, my goodness. Well, there you go. At least you found your way back. Yeah, we did. We stayed on the highway. We're like, okay. Oh, goodness. So on Sunday, um, I remember turning around and there you were. And yep. then, you know, I was volunteering. And so I was going about doing what I needed to do. And then every time I turned around, you were there. So I was like, oh, okay. And then you just started to talk kind of incoherently. And I couldn't figure out what it was that you were trying to say. In between my ums and uhs and maybes and possiblys, there was a date being requested. Well, I had figured that out as you were talking. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, she's asking me out. Cool. It was really cute. You were following me around like a puppy dog. You make me sound like a stalker. No, see, I did not say that. You were not a stalker. But you know what? Even if we didn't go... Hmm. I think I would have met you. You think? Yeah. Because just like referring back to our bonus episode in regards to the half of it, Mm. the gods cleaved us in half. Mm. And I found you. And I think that my heart and my soul and my mind and my body are complete. I think some way, one way or another, I would have found you. I mean, we were apparently both in the city. (laughs) <laughs> with those 13 other million people i'm sure we would have just crossed paths yeah you know the the funny thing is i lived in new york city you lived on long island we never met but we meet in pennsylvania of all places at conventions that at a convention that neither one of us was supposed to be at yeah so it was fate it was absolutely fate that's when the universe just goes oh jesus christ they're taking too long just slam those two people together <laughs> uh, it all works out you had like these amazing autographs. And I remember you always used to go to conventions for autographs. That yes. was your, your priority. That was my priority because I never knew that there was a different way to get autographs from the stars of shows that I really enjoy watching. In addition to Xena conventions, I actually went to a sci-fi convention, again, through creation, because I have a Star Trek The Next Generation black and white poster that I had Patrick Stewart sign. And so it was my mission for like two and a half years to actually get all of the cast to sign that. Okay, but I have to ask a question. Mm. Patrick Stewart, for many, is the most difficult autograph to get. Ah, How did you get him? See, I got his autograph because he was doing the play, The Ride Down Mount Morgan. And when he went into the theater, he would sign anything and everything. After the play, he would only sign the playbill. Well, that makes sense. Yes. So during that whole time that he was on Broadway, I timed my lunch hours to actually be at the stage door of the theater before he went in to get everything signed. So you're telling me that you followed Patrick Stewart around like a puppy dog? No, I knew where he was going to be. I didn't have to follow him. (laughs) So anyway, so I got his signature on a lot of different things and, uh, Just a little bit of segue. Shout out to Ginger, who calls me the Taj Mahal kitten. My twisted twin. Your twisted twin. She also loves Patrick Stewart, so I was able to get her autographs um, and send it to her because he was there. Yeah. So he was the first autograph on that poster. So you got the hardest one first. Yes. Nice. The hardest one for me was Jonathan Frakes. Because he did not do conventions that much. And mm. then all of a sudden, he was going to be in Jersey. And so I was like, ah, opportunity here. I got to go get him. Because there were four other people 
that I needed autographs from, and they were all going to be at that convention. Wow. And so I just got it all in one shot. And now it's hanging in our hallway. Now it's hanging in our hallway. Right next to my 1986 Mets poster signed by the team. Yes. So what about you? Do you have any fun memories of conventions? Meeting you. Other than that. Oh, we're taking, um, taking that aside. You know, I have a lot of great memories meeting people. Mm-hmm. But if you're just referring to, like, celebrity fan encounters, mm-hmm. Hudson-like, I had just had the bad breakup. And okay. it makes, like, it, it decimated me. Okay. So I just had a really bad breakup. I was just, I was uncomfortable in my own skin. I hated everything about me. And they used to do the breakfasts, which were like meet and greets, but it was yeah. like UD breakfast. So it was a lot of clanging of plates while mm-hmm. you're trying to talk to people. Yes, very noisy. And Hudson climbed on top of the table, sat down, and she was right next to me. And everybody's talking and laughing, and I didn't really say or do much. And she just grabbed my hand and went like, oh. Okay. I was like, okay, well, what is she doing? And she just looked at me. She's like, your energy's wrong. Are you okay? I was like, okay. Hair standing up on the back of my neck, like. So she just knew. She just knew. And I said nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. And I had very long, long hair. Very strawberry blonde, Mm -hmm. full bangs, the whole nine. But it was approximately mid-back or lower. Mm -hmm. And she said, stay here. She gave me a hug. Not she's not hugging anyone else. She gives me this huge hug. Walks out of the room. I'm staying in this room for breakfast. They're cleaning the tables. I have no idea what's going on. Okay. She comes back and she's like, "Your energy is off. You're not okay." And I'm like, "Well, you know, life happens. Poop happens. You know, right? I'm not about. I. I mean, forgive me. I, I mean, I know Hudson, but I don't know, know Hudson. Mm-hmm. And um." I put my hair in a ponytail and she's like, you need to cut the negative off. So put your ponytail and tell me how long you want it. You let a total stranger cut your hair. I let someone who was for some reason in my path at that moment, telling me the path I'm on wasn't right and forcing me to go somewhere else to be healthy. Wow. And it just, it felt like, okay, this woman who at this point, everybody's fawning over is spending five minutes with me telling me, hey, it's not about me being Hudson. It's not about you being Kimmy. It's about the energy around you is wrong. I know it's wrong. You don't seem like that type of person. We need to fix something. We need to change something. And so I literally, I love my hair. I'm very, very big about long hair. I hate my gray. You know, I'm all about, for me, power is in my hair. I don't know why. Mm Mm-hmm. And I put it in a low ponytail on the base of my neck and she just chopped it all off and she handed it to me. And she said, when you go home, burn it, burn all the negative away and let it go. She's like, just find it in yourself somehow to just say, however long this takes, I will allow myself to cry. And I did. And then once it's done, you're done. Okay. And I never thought of things that way. And I still now, I now do. Mm. But thanks to Hudson stepping in my path and deviating my path the next weekend I met you. Ah, see, it was all meant to be. It was. It was serendipitous. Mm -hmm. So that to me is like beyond our story. Our story may have still happened, but our story is more powerful to me because of someone else making me see something differently. Right. You were able to let go of something so that you were open enough to take something else in. Yeah. And even though it wasn't, I was not perfect and... It still took a lot of healing and a lot of growth to become the person that I am 
I'm proud of being and I still grow every day. Mm. It just, that moment to me was very, very powerful. See, and, yeah. yeah. All you had to do was let it go. Let it go. We're going to be sued by Disney. No, let's not, let's not go there. One, one final silly thing. Okay. Melanie Scrifano holding you in the photo oh op my going, God. softest skin ever. See, I was thinking about her fake stamping me, my, my boot that I was wearing. With your broken at, foot. At, at Akon. I thought that was a funny photo op. No, what's funnier, beyond the photo op, beyond her saying softest skin ever and explaining to everyone oh waiting my God. online. I'm so embarrassed. The Erpers being as awesome as they are, contacting me after the convention to say, um, I have a recording of um, Melanie saying, you know, your, your wife had the softest skin ever. Oh my God. Would you like it? I Hell yes, I would. Thank you. Yeah, when you told me that story, I was like, wait, what? They did what? I know, right? That's uh, sitting on my computer in the Acon 2019, and I'm really sad that it's not going to have 2020, but COVID. Um, <laughs> I, I have that in there in that folder, and it makes me smile because it was just, I met so many great people at that convention, and, yeah. and those the, the people that were behind us online were so awesome, and they sent it to me. Yeah. And I was like, this is just, that's a memory you can never undo. Well, every time that I think of it, I'm still embarrassed. Like, oh my God, she's just telling everybody. Yeah, but that that was funny. But if there was one person you could meet mm. at a convention, mm -hmm. who would it be? I would say Kyler Lee. Good choice. Because I really love the role that she played in Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. And I also love the role that she's playing in Supergirl. At least the first two, three seasons that I've seen. You got to see Kyler Lee. I saw, okay, look, let's discuss how well I saw Kyler Lee. Oh, hey, there she goes. Okay, bye-bye. You know what? You were still in the same building with her. That's just, it must, it's not logical. I said it, so it's true. The wife has spoken. So how about you? Who would you meet? Hands down, Jennifer Morrison. Of course. Just so I can get that photo to put it up on Twitter and be like, doppelganger, yay or nay. Even though Twitter's already done a poll similar and said like 90%, duh, yeah. Yeah, the, the debate has already been put to rest. I don't know why you still hang on to it. Because I think it's funny. Well, And I'm, I'm kind it, of, I'm flattered and honored because she's younger than me and she's beautiful. And if I got to be compared to somebody, it's well, Jennifer freaking Morrison. Right. I mean, that time that we were in Pennsylvania, again, in, in Pennsylvania, we were um, at the hotel where we were staying oh, for, God. for scuba diving. And we, we were checking in, and then both of the people behind the counter were, like, talking to themselves, going, oh, my God, They wouldn't is that? check us in. I was... They wouldn't check us in, remember? They would not check us in. No. And I was like, what is going on here? We just want our room. It, we're tired. We want to go sleep. If I remember correctly, I actually went, I'm not Jennifer Morrison. Yes. And, and then, then they started talking to us. Yes. And then it was like, uh, no, she, she wouldn't be here. This is, this is my wife, Kimmy. It's like, but here's I, my license. Exactly. But I think the reason why people say that is because both of you have high cheekbones. Possibly. Yeah. I was also very blonde then, and she was doing, I believe, Once Upon a Time. She was very, very blonde then. That's true. Anyway. So, that's actually our convention stories and discussion. How about you? Have you ever been to a convention and you just have that, that one experience that just sticks out in your mind? Um, 
If you do, drop us a line at Twitter at, okay, let me see if I can oh, get this right. try to get this right. You got this. I have faith okay. in you. At Forever Fan Pod. Woohoo! Yay, I got it. Uh, <laughs> and so we can continue our discussion there. Starting next episode, we're going to be shaking things up a bit. And based on your feedback, doing the trivia at the top of the episode and then providing the answer at the end. But I'm not going to throw my wife under the bus. I'm going to just say she started watching Buffy. She started what? watching Buffy. Mm-hmm. You told mm-hmm. me to. She started watching Buffy without me. Oh, come on. I'm in the first season. It's fine. All right. Yeah, it is the first season. But still, you're not allowed to watch the second season without me. Okay. 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 Promise? I promise. It's on digital tape thing. It's digital. Yes. So. <laughs> It's no longer tape. But that's our show. Um, hopefully you, you don't mind our quarantine brains. And we appreciate you joining um, us as always. Please subscribe. Just follow so you don't miss an episode of our absolute... I think we're just going crazy. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure we're it out. We're stir crazy. We're yes. stir crazy. But anyway, until next time, stay safe. And remember, age is just a number in life and in fandoms. And in honor of Sakari, who is learning Mandarin, I'm, I hope I can say this right. I have faith in you. Okay. So, it's Zaijin. Zaijin? I think that's right. Are you asking me? I, anyway, uh, in case that's not right, how about this? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.